Joy Scientific's perpetual hydrogen scheme predictably falls apart. Claims of 200% energy return with its seawater to hydrogen technology prove false. Welcome to The Future is Electric, a techno-optimistic podcast associated with the medium publication of the same name. We explore the future with a recurring focus on climate change, technologies which are transforming our world, and a side helping of politics and culture. I'm your host, Michael Bernard, Chief Strategist of TFIE. Uh, Over the past few years, a company based out of Florida, Joy Scientific, has been gaining millions in investment and headlines. Recently, the company admitted to investors that its technology doesn't work at all. I have a personal connection to this. Earlier this year, Joy Scientific was brought to my attention by Clean Technica. A quick review found numerous red flags that suggested the company wasn't what it claimed. My guidance at the time was to not publish more on it, or at least nothing which provided flattering perspectives on its technology. CBC in Canada had already published one article on Joy Scientific, questioning the multi-million dollar investments from New Brunswick Power and its head, Gaetan Thomas, President and CEO, Bachelor of Science Engineering, Electrical Engineering, Doctor of Science, Institute of Corporate um, Governance, Professional Engineer. Uh, Yes, he has a lot of letters after his name. Uh, I reached out to the journalist. I was interviewed for a follow-on piece um, entitled Science Behind New Brunswick Power's Hydrogen Venture, Too Good to Be True, Critic Says. Yes, that critic would be me. And now the inevitable has happened. As As CBC reported, Joy Scientific has admitted that its technology doesn't work in any way, shape, or form as promised, but in fact has perhaps a tenth of the efficiency that it's claimed. Its CEO, Trevor H. Kennedy, told shareholders on a call, I quote, we've come to learn the power measurements coming into our circuitry and going all the way back to the wall fundamentally show our current hydrogen 2.0 technology has poor system efficiencies. Given the company claimed getting twice the power out as it put in, this isn't surprising. Also unsurprising is that he told investors the company had no money left. As part of my standard process that I provide as a service for clients and for publication, I assess the public claims, claim patents, scientific papers, and the backgrounds of the principles. This helps provide a well-rounded view of the technology and its proponents, enabling good investment decisions. Uh, Outside of the memorable case of the second or possibly third generation con man I discovered this year, the approach has also helped me identify that a wind generation technology innovator's previous claim to fame was making artificial noses not a conspicuously relevant or adjacent market. It certainly didn't pass my sniff test. In the case of Joy Scientific, I reviewed the 11 patents that it had filed under the names of its two senior executors, Traver H. Kennedy and Robert L. Koneman. Kennedy is Joy Scientific's CEO, while Koneman is co-founder, president, and senior vice president of technology. The patents were illuminating and reflected the public claims in its promotional videos. I quote, in the exemplary systems, for one watt of input energy, two watts of energy in the form of hydrogen gas is achieved, a level of 200%. This was the first interesting point I stumbled across and represented one of two or three Nobel Prize-worthy achievements, if they had been true, violating as they do both the first and second law of thermodynamics. 
Uh, I reached out to one of my long-term collaborators, Tim Wise, with whom I'd shared earlier iterations of this story for comment. He's currently an industrial professor in mechanical engineering um, and executive director of Electricity Center for Applied Business Research and Energy in the Environment um, at the University of Alberta, and has been a director of the Pembina Institute and advisor on energy to the Alberta Notley government. Tim says, there may still be a significant role for hydrogen on a low-carbon economy, but the public needs to remember that in the absence of a hydrogen mine, it is an energy storage medium, not a source. If I were to say I was going to use Duracell batteries as a power supply, it would raise a red flag pretty quickly. If there's a silver lining to this story, is that it's made a useful example for my engineering students as to why we study the second law of thermodynamics. The 200% claim wasn't the only remarkable one. In another patent of the 11, in the case the 200% claim had merely been an extended typo, they claimed the following. I quote, The production rate of the generated hydrogen, 112 inch, increases significantly from a 0.7 to 0.8 coefficient performance to greater than four times the COP, greater than 400%. What's a coefficient of a performance? It's actually something that is used in heating and cooling system. You know what? beats a COP of 1, systems like geothermal heat pumps, which gain energy from an external source using electricity to route a heat transfer fluid through a warmer or colder medium. That's not what Joy Scientific is claiming, however. The company is claiming that it is putting electricity into a device which splits seawater into hydrogen and oxygen and gaining so much excess energy as to achieve 400% efficiency results. That's pretty remarkable. But that's still not all. Next, Joy Scientific claimed hyper-efficient use of energy as an energy uh, hydrogen as an energy source. It claimed that the company was able to use the resulting hydrogen in either a combustion or fuel cell model to generate enough energy to keep the process going indefinitely. A hydrogen in combustion or fuel cells is 60% efficient at best. To gain net hydrogen for use elsewhere, this implies that they would have had to achieve around 170% energy efficiency to be able to create hydrogen continuously. If Choice Scientific has managed to get well above 60% with hydrogen fueling its process, it would have won another Nobel Prize for that. Of course, it didn't. Another red flag was the lack of any actual output numbers beyond what was claimed in the patents. Nothing. No technical input-output results, no reports, no white papers, no scientific papers, no peer-reviewed results, no third-party results, nothing. Joy Scientific was also claiming technical break breakthroughs using pulsed electricity in, elect in its electrolysis. This sounds impressive at all, but prior art on using pul pulsed electricity and hydrogen electro electrolysis goes back to 1994. Anyone familiar with the field looking at its patents and claims would immediately start questioning the company's results on this point alone. PEM electrolysis, proton exchange membrane electrolysis, is currently around 80% efficient, with a projected hypothetical peak of 86%, yet Joy was claiming 200%. Frankly, anything above 86% would have made anyone familiar with the field question the company's results, and even 86% is questionable as industrial processes are rarely as perfect as optimal lab hypothetical processes. 
Another piece of context is that free energy from water claims have been extant since the 1970s. A former Joy Scientific employee, anonymized with the pseudonym Alex by the CDC, pointed out that the Joy Scientific patents were remarkably similar to Stanley Meyer patents from 1990. Meyer's water-powered cars still show up on YouTube and the like, shared by the credulous, despite him being have, having him being convicted of fraud in 1996. As the former employee said to CBC, I quote, not only was it not possible, but Alex said the company's technology really wasn't even able to be demonstrated. It never matched up with what they were trying to claim. His assertion was that Joy Scientific was achieving 20% efficiency, not 200%. That whatever it showed to New Brunswick Power and its PhD assessor, yes, an actually credentialed third-party chemical engineer looked at this mess and gave it the green light, was not actually working and the company knew it. Of course, the third-party assessor was in addition to New Brunswick Power's CEO and the president's credentials, which should have indicated a background sufficient to catch these not very subtle clues. After all, the string after his name turned into electrical engineer, doctor of science, professional engineer, and a designation from the Institute of Corporate Directors. Of course, there's more. It is insufficient that Joy Scientific claimed to be able to get around the first and second laws of thermodynamics and to have an incredibly efficient fuel cell, as the claims it made about what was happening were also remarkable. I quote, Molecular rotation during the rise and collapse of the magnetic field order within the chamber generates additional forces in the form of vector and velocity values. These rotation cause respective nanoscale distances to increase and decrease between atoms. Rotational effects during the on and off portions of the impulse cycle reduce the strength of the atomic bonds to aid in the separation of the atoms, making up each molecule's composition. For context, centripetal forces are absurd orders of magnitude less powerful than atomic forces. As I said to the CBC, it's the equivalent of claiming an eight-year-old can throw a baseball to the moon. As for the principles... Kennedy and Koneman suffice it to say that neither has any electronics, hydrogen fuel cell, electrolysis, chemistry, physics, or electrical generation background. One has a music degree. The other is a software developer from way back. There is nothing in either of the principal's backgrounds that suggested they might be able to create a breakthrough technology in this space. Their names are on the patents, but it's unlikely that they wrote them or even understand what they're putting their names on. New Brunswick Power and Gaetan Thomas aren't the only embarrassed investors this week, I'm sure. Back in October 2018, Tampa's Marine Max signed a deal to use Joy Scientific's products on Marine Max-powered boats. As David Han, a professor and department chair of mechanical aerospace engineering at the University of Florida, said at the time, I quote, run your boat on just, just on seawater? Yeah, that ain't happening. If you do that, you just won the Nobel Prize for Physics and World Peace. Of course, New Brunswick was powers already a year or so into its sojourn with Joy Scientific at that point. So the opinions of Han and me were already too late. Joy Scientific wasn't the only dubious energy technology I spotted and assessed this year. A West Coast U.S. company was brought to my attention by a client, and as part of my services, I assessed them and found them to be an out-and-out con. 
with a principal who's literally the son and nephew of two of the United States' most notorious con artists. That company's claims were even harder to imagine people accepting. And yet that firm had found multiple people, including many with very good credentials, to accept and promote them. Needless to say, my client didn't give them any money. So there we are. New Brunswick Power, and through them the ratepayers of the province of New Brunswick, are out at minimum $13 million spent on an obviously non-viable technology. Their due diligence failed. New Brunswick's time and energy has been wasted on nonsense instead of on viable wind and solar projects. New Brunswick Power CEO and President is facing stiff questions from his board and from the elected officials of the province. And it all could have been avoided if they'd actually engaged even moderately skeptical, skeptical and informed energy analysts such as Tim Weiss, David Han, and me. As I said to CBC at the time of the interview, my recommendation to Thomas and New Brunswick Powers to engage their lawyers and to try to get their money back. I'm sure that's happening now, and I'm equally sure it's gone forever. You have been listening to The Future is Electric, a techno-optimistic view of climate change, transformative technologies, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Michael Bernard, Chief Strategist of TFIE. These podcasts are available from the medium publication of the same name, Anchor FM, and other podcast sites. Let us know that you are enjoying us via Claps and Medium, and tell us what you'd like us to cover next. <laughs>